bowbulb.org is a podcasting platform and a medium for storytelling. This podcast is also available on all the major podcasting apps, including Apple and Google Podcasts. Podcast your life with bowbulb.org. Grace and peace to you from God our Creator and the Lord Jesus Christ. Today is Father's Day. It's the Sunday, the 20th of June, 2021. Let us join together as we listen to the call to worship. I will listen to what God the Lord says. God promises peace and blessings to his people. Surely God's salvation is near those who fear him. His glory dwells in our communities, his glory dwells in our country and in the world. Love and faithfulness meet together, righteousness and peace kiss each other. Faithfulness springs forth from our hearts and righteousness from God's heart. The Lord will indeed give what is good, our land will heal its harvest. So then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord continues to live your lives in him. We are rooted in Christ Jesus, strengthened in your faith. We are overflowing with thankfulness. The Lord is with you. And so, brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, we have three readings for today's family worship service. Our readings come to us from the book of Genesis, chapter 21, verses 8 to verse 21, as our first reading. Our second reading from the letter that Paul wrote to the Romans, Romans chapter 8, verse 28. And our, our final reading comes to us from the Gospel according to St. John, chapter 16, verse 12. Verse 14. So, what is the theme of our family worship service today? The theme of our family worship service is words that is following you. Words that is following you. Let us join together in prayer. Eternal God and loving Savior, we thank you for your word and for the eternal truths coming from your word that is a lamp to our feet and a light to our paths. We thank you most of all for the living word, Jesus Christ, and the sureness of his presence. Teach us, dear Lord, how to turn unto you, so that your thoughts may be our thoughts, and your ways our ways. And so may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you and in your sight. We pray this prayer in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour. To him with you and the Holy Spirit, one blessed God, be glory and unending praise. Amen. So now let us listen to our focus verses for today's family worship service. Our first verse comes to us from the book of Genesis, chapter 21, verses 11 and even verse 13. And this is what it reads. This is how it reads. The matter distressed Abraham greatly because it concerned his son. But God said to him, Do not be so distressed about the boy and your maidservant. I will make the son of your maidservant into a nation also because he is your offspring. This is the word of the Lord. Then our second reading comes to us from the book uh, letter that Paul wrote, and he writes, 
Romans chapter 8, verse 28. Paul writes, he says, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him. This is the word of the Lord. And then our final reading comes to us from the Gospel according to St. John, chapter 16, verse 13. And this is what verse 13 tells us. But when he, refer to the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will only speak what he hears and tell you what is yet to come. This is the good news of Christ. Just a quick reminder that uh, the family worship service, the theme of our family worship service for this Father's Day is words that is following you. And so sisters and brothers in Jesus Christ, a friend of mine turned to me one day in a conversation. He looked me straight in the eyes and he said to me, I would like to ask you this question today. And I said, yes, let, I'm all ears, let me listen to what it is that you would like to ask me. And then he said, do you think that my father knows that I am doing so well today? His father had numerous conversations with him about the kind of life that he lived and how he needed to get his life purpose-driven and filled with direction. But like many young people today, my friend did not listen to his dad and simply carried on living his life. In his teen years, carefree, unproductive, and his mistakes and the error of his way often land his life into a mess. And so we were just sitting there and we were having a conversation when my friend popped this question out of the blue. Do you think that my dad knows how well I am doing today? His dad had died some years ago and and, and his dad had some long conversations with him about the errors in his way, the errors in his life, with the hope that change and transformation would take place within my friend's life. Sadly, his dad passed on before my friend had changed his life around. My friend's question caught me somewhat by surprise, and for a moment I had to think about a think about a careful, truthful response to his question. I knew that he must have had thought a lot about his dad's word, words, and they must have weighed heavily upon him and upon his shoulders, and he could not push his dad's word into the background anymore. There was some desperation in his words, some desperation in his question, a moment in which he would like to be given a glimmer of hope in his time of uncertainty. And the search in his heart for the answer to the question would help him to propel forward into a future free from the words of his dad 
that possibly hold him captive. True to his promises, God gave a boy to Sarah and Abraham. Abraham and the joy of Abraham had the joy of naming his son, and then the joy of circumcising him when his son was about eight days old. When Sarah held Isaac in her hands, her joy had no bounds. For most of her life, Sarah had lived for this very moment. For Sarah, her laugh was a joyous laugh, a laugh of a of the realization that our God is a God that is very true to His promises. And so she held in her arms the gift of life that God had given to her, the gift of life that God had given to Abraham and herself, and now they are parents. It was an unforgettable moment of celebration, unforgettable moment of thanksgiving, and even, I would say, sacred dedication. I think this is how we feel when a child is born into our families, or when God grants us the gift of life to take care of and to nurture and to educate and to help to grow in wisdom and stature and help to grow into people of great integrity. And sometimes after all the effort, uh, when our children make painful decisions, we wonder where did we go wrong in life? We see the problems and we see the challenges as deeply personal of nature and we become so confused and afraid and even anxious that we can't think straight in the moment of crisis or when they make these painful decisions in their lives that may leave scars on their lives for the rest of their lives. We see the problems but we can't see the solution when our children are faced with these challenges. So we see the problems, but we can't see the solution until we speak to a confidant or until we speak to a friend that points out a way forward that seems so obvious that we wonder why we never thought of the solution. Abraham, the father of Isaac and Ishmael, found himself in a similar situation in which he could not see beyond the problem that faced him at the time. There was much tension and there was much hostility between Hagar, his Egyptian-born wife or maidservant, and Sarah, his Hebrew wife. The tension escalated to such an extent that it plunges their marriage life and their marriage relationship and family arrangement and sibling relationship relationship into a crisis. Abraham's wife Sarah wanted their servant, wanted their maidservant Hagar to leave and to leave immediately. And Abraham sent her on her way. And I suppose when one look and one when one read this 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 narrative as Moses bring this narrative to us, when we read this narrative, it is as we can feel the pain of Hagar because rejection hurts, because rejection creates an emotional wound. Hagar's feelings must have heard. 
her self-esteem. Her self-esteem must have then taken a knock, and Abram and Sarah's action must have unsettled her feelings and her sense of belonging to this family. Hagar must have felt angry and depressed and even lonely. Abram, as the father of Ishmael, should have known that his action to send Hagar away could have led to the death of Hagar and his son. Because the desert was a vastly lonely and dangerous place. But even in this terrible experience of rejection for Hagar and Ishmael, God was working out his purposes. It is God who said to Abraham, when God saw how distressed Abraham was about the well-being of his son, God said to Abraham, Do not be so distressed about the boy and your maidservant. I will make the boy of the maidservant or your son of the maidservant into a nation because he is your offspring. Abraham, who could not see beyond his moment of distress, Abraham, who could not see beyond his moment of crisis, is given by God a glimmer of hope when God commit himself to Ishmael and Hagar and help Ishmael's father to see what he was unable to see, a possible future. We see the same action in Jesus Christ. As a child, Jesus told his worried parents that he had to be about his father's business. At his baptism in the Jordan, Jesus was dedicating himself to God's work. In Gethsemane, Jesus submitted himself to God. Jesus committed himself to the liberation of humanity and his death on the cross was to save you and me from lives of evil, sin and degradation. God raised Jesus to life again, that God can be with you and me and all of creation as he commits himself to us with these words, I am with you. Since life is seldom a bed of roses, it is often harsh. Life is often harsh, tough and full of danger. And since it is not always possible to see how God can bring something good out of harsh, tough and difficult situations, as Christians we believe that God works for the good with those who love him. Romans chapter 8 verse 28. However forbidding and bleak a personal situation might appear to be, we believe in the final goodness of God. We believe that God loves us and will not let us go without a blessing. Thus, I said to my friend in response to his question, his question, do you think my dad knows how well I am doing today? And so my response, your dad, every time he spoke to you, knew that God will lead you to better and more hopeful circumstances when you allow the Spirit to produce the good qualities in you when you get in step with the Holy Spirit. Glory to God for where you are in your life 
and the qualities that the Holy Spirit produce in your life. When God said to Abraham, do not be distressed about the boy and your maidservant. I will make you the son of the maidservant. I will make the son of the maidservant into a nation also because he is your offspring. Verse 13. And so God provided Abraham a glimmer of hope and promised Abraham he has a future for the boy. Abraham believed God and trusted God and he knew that there is power in the words of God. Fathers, what is the language in your home today? I remember that my dad used to tell me and my siblings, or my siblings and I, Jylle moet studeer, want niemand kan opvoedkundige kwalificatie van jylle wegneem nie. That's what my dad always used to tell my siblings and I. I've got two sisters and two brothers. And so the question is, what is the kind of language that your father speak in the home today? And I'm speaking particularly to the fathers today. Does your words crystallize your children's perceptions? Does your words shape their belief and trust in Jesus? Does your words drive their behavior, build their integrity, and ultimately help them to see that with Jesus as Lord of our lives, there is a way forward with possibilities that God opens up for them? So, fathers, what is the language in your home today? Do you destroy with your words or do you create? Or do, do you know that your words have energy and power with the ability to help, with the ability to heal, to hinder, to hurt, to harm, to humiliate and to humble? Remember, your words may follow your children long after you have left the earth. It is God who said to Abraham, do not, so, be not, do not be so distressed about the boy and your maidservant. I will make the son of your maidservant into a nation also, because he is your offspring. It is his very words that followed Abraham, and God remained true to his promises. This is what Jesus Christ has to say. Jesus said, I will be with you till the end of time. And so one wonders what kind of effect this words has on the behavior of those who follow Jesus Christ or fathers in their home. So Jesus said, I will be with you till the end of time. I believe this, of course that Jesus is with me and with all of us to the end of time. But what about you? What kind of effect has this words on you today? Think about it. Glory be to God, speaker of words of wisdom. Glory be to Jesus Christ who commits himself to us. Glory be to the Holy Spirit who is with us. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 
card it is, your will to help those that are afflicted, to support the weak, give hope to the hopeless, and to provide for widows and orphans. God, it is your will to help those who are in need. Use our hands to be of service to those in need. Use our voice to speak words of healing and encouragement to those who are afflicted and in distress. Go in peace to love and to serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. May you have a blessed Father's Day today. God be with you. Thank you for listening to this Spudcaster podcast. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe.